guys, um, I've been reading more fantastic books and so what I thought is uh, I would actually profile one for you guys here, one that I found really, really, really helpful. So I've taken a ton of courses, listened to webinars, gotten tons of training about how to do um, sales calls, how to have a proper sales process, but one thing I thought was always missing was what should you actually say? So I got this really good book recommended by my husband, who didn't read it by the way, he listened to this on audiobook. Um, and one of the reasons I do these is because some people are like my husband and they just hate reading. So I'll give you the Coles Notes version. Exactly what to say. This has been fantastic for knowing how to navigate through your sales calls. So I do lots of sales calls um, and I have my private client group, which I'm opening up again. I've got a whole new curriculum that I'm going to be launching this year. So I want to make sure that when I'm on the call with somebody, I'm using that to my greatest greatest potential so that I get the opportunity. So let me, there's a ton in this book, Exactly What to Say by Phil M. Jones. You can go grab it on Amazon. I'm going to go through my top four. And you're obviously, you're welcome to use these and I highly recommend it. The first thing to say to people on a sales call is something about them being open-minded. And the example in the book is if you ask a hundred people in a room, are you open-minded? 90 to 95 are going to say, yeah, because no one wants to think of themselves as not being open-minded. So when you're first getting someone on the call, you can say something along the lines of, you know, I know you must be open-minded already about this topic because we're having this conversation in the first place. That in and of itself means that you're open to what we're about to talk about. That immediately sets the stage for people to kind of go, yes, I am open-minded. People like to ascribe themselves with being open-minded and you get them in uh, the right kind of mindset right out of the gate. So it's a really awesome way to start a call off powerfully. Um, another one that, again, these are not, this is not an exhaustive list. These are the ones that I really like and I can't wait to use regularly. Um, the other one is not sure if this is for you, but, and the thing is when you use that phrase, you're giving people a bit of a now you're giving them the opportunity to kind of say, okay, maybe this isn't going to be for me. And that's cool, right? Makes them sit back, makes them a little bit more comfortable. The thing is the important thing about this sentence is this word here, the word but because when 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 you say something like this I'm not sure if this is for you but and then so on and so forth people actually don't forget they, they sorry they don't remember the not sure part what they do remember though is what comes afterwards but and then they listen to this right not sure if this party is for you but we're going out with friends and we're going to go to this particular restaurant so when I just said that, most of what our brains retain is not <clears throat> the beginning of the sentence, it what happens after the word, but. So especially if you're selling high ticket products, high ticket um, items like services, so my mastermind is a high ticket mastermind, those kinds of things can be really, really helpful because you really want people to tune in. The next one is just imagine. As children, as soon as we hear once upon a time, we sit down, we get into storytelling mode and we kind of hunker down and get real comfortable. As adults, we don't respond to that anymore. But if you can say the words, just imagine, you get people instantly into story listening mode and now they're open to what it is you have to say. Now the important part of this is that you have to make sure that before you have that, use that phrase, that you know a little bit about the person. As most of you well know, if you've ever done a sales call, it's really important to do a lot of listening and asking questions at the beginning to acknowledge where they're at and to make sure you understand uh, where they're coming from. 
once you have a pretty good idea, not only of where they're coming from, but what it is that you're going to be able to do for them, now you can start painting pictures. And by starting off your sentence with just imagine, it will help people to get into that listening mode. Getting people just to listen to you is like half the battle. The last one is, this is a good one. This is actually, this sentence is not in this book. So if you're still listening, this is good. So um, you're not going to find it in this book. And this is something I actually talked to my husband about, who is an amazing salesperson. And the words out of curiosity are fantastic when you hit what I call the stall. I hate the stall. The stall is, well, I got to go check with my husband. I've got to go check with my spouse. I got to go look at my bank account. I'm going to go check my sock drawer. Right? There's tons of excuses that people can come up with to try to, you know, kind of get out of, get out of the call and not actually commit. But you know, like I do, that you need people to commit. So talking to someone and they don't want to commit, you say to them, just out of curiosity, what happens if they say no? And what they have to do, and then once, you're, once you've asked that, say nothing, stop talking, let them figure it out. And what you're allowing them to do is kind of think of like, well, what is going to happen if, if they say no? How am I going to go from here? Um, and you make them really do deep considerations, kind of like asking an assholey question without sounding like an asshole. So the, the out of curiosity is how you overcome a stall or allows you to get an honest answer about what their real intentions are. Because sometimes there, there's nothing you can do and there's, that person's not going to buy from you. And there could be a whole host of very legitimate reasons, but if they're just kind of stalling and there's no real reason and you know, say you know, they have the money, you know, they have the time, you know, this is right for them. They've given you all the yeses and yet they're trying to say, well, I got to go check it out. The out of curiosity question is a wonderful way to actually get the real story out of them. So the next time you guys have a sales call, hopefully you'll find these kind of phrases really interesting. There's a lot more in this book. Um, there's books about something called three options and this is a great way for you when you're at the end of your some you, You've gone through your spiel. You've talked about what you're gonna do and now what you need to do is you need to help them make a decision The three options method is to say well just that you know You've said this this and this throughout the call and now as I see it you have three options option one Which is always the crappiest option uh, which is the do nothing. You can do nothing and just carry on. Um, again, you're on this call because that's probably not what you want to do. Option two is usually like a middle of the road option. Um, so it's kind of like, well, it's, it's a hybrid of what you offer, but it doesn't really achieve the results that you can do. And then of course, option three is the one you want them to actually uh, take advantage of. That's the one you want them to buy. And when you use the three options, you make it dead simple for them to make a decision. And that's one of the things about sales calls that you have to make sure that you help people with is how do you ease the decision-making process? How do you make it simple for them to kind of go, okay, one, two, three, that's your option. Don't go five, don't go two. As adults, we think in one, two, threes. That's actually, you know, how we learned as children. And so by having those options spelled out for them, you make it super, super simple. You can talk about the fact that, you know, it's a likability thing. So in Robert Cialdini's book, influence the psychology of persuasion one of the weapons of influence is likability how like me are you so again if these things don't work you can say hey chances are you're a lot like me and you like to make decisions this way you like to be you know have the status whatever it is again that you're reiterating from your conversation so sales calls to me are one of the most critical aspects of anyone's business and yet i find that very few people 
really study the kind of words that trigger in our minds or in the minds of the, your prospect, the person you're talking to, actual action. Um, so maybe you have a favorite phrase, but if you have a favorite sales book, um, or if you have any book that you want me to profile, by all means, please do let me know. I have mentioned my private client group. If you're interested in talking to me about that, please do let me know. It's a, a group of people all at the sort of top echelons of where they are already at, but they want more. They want to get beyond the status quo, even though they might be wildly successful, they know they have more in them. And so if that's something you want to talk about, again, I am taking submissions now for my 2019 mastermind group. You can private message me or email me at Rebecca at RebeccaMountain.ca. I hope you guys have found this helpful and exciting. If you have a favorite sales phrase, I'd love to hear it. If you have a favorite sales book, I'd love to read it. Um, as you can probably actually, I'll just show you real quick. This is my desk and it is full of books. I love books. And so uh, I love books because I love to learn. But if you have anything you can suggest, by all means, please do let me know. I hope you guys have a fantastic afternoon and a wonderful rest of your week. Ciao, guys.